music. Let's clap. Woo! Woo! Hey, sister. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's so funny, the elaborate, like, setting up, and mm. now maybe we don't have anything to talk about. Mm. Have you started pressing record? Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. Okay. I can see the sound waves and everything. So, we should say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. To everybody who has been waited with bated breath. Mm. It's now so intimate because we're looking directly into each other's eyes. No, but let's just pretend that we're just having a regular gal pal chat, okay. which we did as a New Year's resolution decide to have more of. Exactly. We? So, should we explain what's happened? Because mm. for people who don't uh, follow us avidly on Patreon, mm. Or they won't know the ins and outs. Of course, exactly. And people want to know the ins and outs. Let's give them the ins and outs. Exactly, just give the people what they want. So I've done a lot of studying of myself over the New Year and Christmas period. I think you have too. Mm-hmm. And I looked at lots of footage of podcast tryouts that I had tried with Alfie and back of us as well. And I noticed something about me, which is bitchy Mm -hmm. which is that I very rarely (laughs) look at the other person because I think it's because I'm too embarrassed that I just I so I see that quite often you look at me for a response visually and I just don't give it yeah and the same with Alfie there was some oh my god there was some cringe tryouts we did in the summer when 10 was probably about three or four months old and um no a bit older but I I was obviously very stressed Mm -hmm. And what I now can gather is that our moods, when we come into the podcast, whatever situation, however we are feeling, will be obvious. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to gauge a little bit better this year. I want to kind of understand how I'm feeling before we start recording so that I know why I might respond in certain ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that we don't take it out on each other, potentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, we both felt maybe slightly exhausted with the medium that the podcast was in um and I think that our relationship our personal relationship maybe suffered because we were only having like those deep conversations when it was being recorded yeah and when we were doing it for like a work thing and we weren't having any of that kind of like normal friendship sister stuff that we normally have in real life which we hadn't had for a long time actually because life is so busy and also when we lived apart in a more distance, when we recorded the podcast, it would sometimes be the first time we had seen each other, um, you know, like, and and then it would be on, on in a public setting. Exactly. And so there's just like a weird, it's like a weird lack of privacy, but then also there was like a formality too, because sometimes the first time I would have told you about something would be for the podcast and I think that we both needed to like take a step away and nurture our actual relationship before the podcast came first you yeah know? and also because I like to document everything I realized that when I was speaking to you sometimes it would be if you said something really funny mm-hmm. or interesting I would be like this should be recorded mm-hmm. and that isn't a normal way to live so yeah. I'm trying hopefully this year to not need to absolutely write everything down and to make everything a public thing yeah which I understand but the thing is we're so opposite in that impulse where you your your instinct is to record everything and to write everything down and to put everything out there whereas my response is to overanalyze and make something perfect and it never gets to that point of being perfect 
And so I never end up putting it out there. And the podcast is like the one setting where I am not letting my perfectionism like rear its ugly head. And so I feel like our completely different instincts there um, have led us to different places. But actually now we want to meet in the middle and be like, let's not have everything exposed out there, but let's also have the right things. Yeah, and enjoy it. Exactly, exactly. I just want to enjoy life more. Me too, me too. 2022, big year. Big year for for life and for us. Yeah. 2022, I'm born on the 22nd. And you, I now know, after extensive uh, reading of a book called All You Can Know, with the kids, because they want to read it every night now, you are born in the year of the ox. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I am born in the year of the rabbit. The rabbit. Which is ironic because you're you're allergic to rabbits. I am. And um, it's really strange knowing what year people are born and thinking it means anything. But it is quite, it's quite nice sometimes. This baby, born this year hopefully, inside me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why did that sound weird? I don't know. Uh, But I don't want to, I I need to differentiate between babies. The one inside me. You have a bunch of babies. I do have a bunch of babies. um, Is going to be the year of the tiger. So cool. This is the year of the tiger. It's a good year. So cool. But yeah, the year of the tiger is is meant to be a year of adventure for us all. Mm -hmm. Which I'm terrified by. I mean, I know from primary school that the year of the ox was supposed to symbolise people born in 1997 or other people born in the years of the ox. Um, in the great race where all of the animals race to the finish line, the ox was supposed to win because he was the strongest and the fastest. But the rat outsmarted him by climbing on the ox's back and jumping over the finish line. (laughs) (laughs) And 10 is the year of the rat. And 10 is the year of the rat. So 10 is going to grow up to be cunning. And 2020 was a rattish year. It was a bit ratty for all of us, wasn't it? It outsmarted us, didn't Mm. it, COVID? It (laughs) Whereas the year of the ox, like myself, humble, talented, but ultimately a failure. There we go. <laughs> makes perfect sense. What about the rabbit? The rabbit, um, I think the rabbit came dead last. That's what right. I know. So the, ra- the rabbit's just a big loser. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the rabbit helped the rat. I like to think that. That's complete bullshit. You made that up. Okay. Um, but I, I, I do have positive. I, I, did, I have started the year... I think the first five days, it's only what, the, tw- the what day is it? It's the 8th. It's not the fucking 8th. You crazy. It's the 10th. <laughs> it's the 10th. Whoops. Oh, I definitely ate some stuff that was off then. Whoopsie. <laughs> uh, oh, God. First week of the year doesn't count, don't worry. No, I, I see today as the first day of the working year. Mm, mm-hmm. So today is the first day of my new childcare system. I've never used proper childcare apart mm-hmm. from nursery, but I don't want to do nursery for a while with 10. So today is a working day for us. Yes. We've already done some work today. We've done some good work. Good two hours, I would say. Exactly. I mean, to to get these girls to focus for two hours, that's impressive. I think it was I think it was a good it was good, a good two yeah. hours my maximum work window is three hours definitely 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 so this is like the fun treat at the end of the work oh yeah this is a little bonus mm. so um yeah Alfie's got the baby today and we've never done a formal thing where we've said right you're gonna look after the baby from a set amount of time which mm-hmm. is ridiculous given that Donnie is eight this year <laughs> that is actually mental <laughs> No, hang on. Before any Alfie bashers out there say, oh, what, has he never done childcare? Of course he has. But it's never been regimented. It's never been like, this is your slot. From this hour to this hour. You tend to keep it more freewheeling. We're very freewheeling. And usually I then 
I change my mind or something happens or like so this year we have a structured thing Mm -hmm. which hopefully is going to help both of our work outputs it definitely will I hope so and also it's like the first step in putting yourself first not that the children aren't also equally first but I feel like it's going to be really good for you to have like you time that's like concretely yours rather than just any time that you can get that isn't looking after the kids this yeah. is you time jesse self-care i know it's really hard though because i've i'm just such a selfless person i know you're just so unbelievably selfless so you I, definitely I, I just, you, you would know, die for me i would i would i i am so extremely selfless um it backfired this morning because i was I, it was my morning to sleep in which again we've never really done um because i'm i'm stupid like that and i never enforce it um so the baby saw me as I was leaving when actually it would have been a lot nicer if he just hadn't seen me and then I would have just got on my day. But the second they see you and they want you and I've got, it shows that everything eventually backfires is my theory because I love him so much. I'm so attached to him. I'm so connected with him. We have such an amazing bond, but it backfires eventually because now he needs me so much he always thinks I'm going to be there to pick him up, that he actually won't let me go. Mm-hmm. So now I've got myself into a position where throughout the day, now relatively heavily pregnant. Um, Very heavily pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he won't let me go. Yeah. And that's really dangerous. So you need to, um, you need to start pissing him off. Um, you need to no, get him to... but I don't to... want him to not love me. Jesse, I mean, you know, get over <laughs> yourself. Get a fucking grip. What you need to do is slowly start like seeding in like little insults, like be like, "Oh, you got such a shit hair," <laughs> so that he, so he's like, "Hey, I don't need this bitch so much." You know, like just start pissing him off slowly, gradually, so that he develops a sense of self without you. I know, but we've just we just put in stair gates, mm-hmm. and if I leave the room for a second, he smells that I'm not in the room, and mm. he comes up to the stair gate and starts. Obviously, I don't leave him on his own. He's with you know Johnny and Margot or someone. Um, but it's just amazing their instincts to know that the mother isn't in the room. It's incredible. Babies are very smart. He is very smart. He's a good rat. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is now an audio-only podcast. Yes, which for is the time a big being. change for the t- yeah. We're going to do once a month of of YouTube, maybe. But there's like forty plus hours of that mm. out of us on YouTube. Do you think that part of the reason why we don't want to do it on video is because that we don't have to bother with like having good posture and, and what what we wear yeah totally mm. totally there's also just something a bit more free about knowing that you're not being filmed definitely I I just definitely feel a bit more relaxed and candid yeah and um to explain so we went through um, a whole a whole series of different ideas about um, the podcast potentially stopping it changing it doing ones on our own everything like this and We've come back round now to the idea that maybe partly because I, you know, I really enjoy speaking to you on in this candid way in this open setting, and I hope you feel the same way too. <laughs> um, we've decided to come back round to doing it together because why not? Yeah, I I missed it, and I also there's so I've I've really got into podcasts mm. late, but there's so many of them that I'm just like oh, it's just so nice to listen to people talk naturally. And Mm -hmm. that is something that we both do. And I just, I thought, oh, it's silly that we're not going to continue that. And the only reason why it's not on YouTube still is just because of the time. We're working together anyway. It's a nice thing just to do to round the day off. 
Um, if people want to listen to it, great. If they don't, whatever. The other thing to mention is that we have never been seekers for, you know, the sponsorship or the ACAST or whatever. Mm. You know, we're not part of the ACAST network. Mm. Um, I don't know what that means. No, nor do I. And I don't want to promote Sweaty Betty. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, Sweaty Betty, obviously, if you're interested, great. Send us some kits. Although I don't like their leggings. Sorry. <laughs> You can't. You can't. To be fair, I've never tried them, but I did go into a shop once. I felt them, and I was creeped out. I mean, what? You're (laughs) creeped out by an expensive legging. You know, a really thick legging where it's just like, why am I putting on padding? I want one of those leggings where it has the big side pocket, so you can put your whole phone in there. Yeah, but then you've just got a bulge. Yeah, but then you don't have to carry your phone around while you're running on my imaginary runs that I go on. (laughs) Not that I would ever do that. Oh, I miss running. Mm. You can bounce on a trampoline, BB. You can run. You're very lucky. Yeah. yeah I can't yeah. do those things oh, right I, now. Oh, I, I think about that every day, how lucky I am. No, I, seriously. I could run. You, well, the second you're pregnant and yeah. you can't do those, you, I can't lie on my front. Mm. I don't lie on my front anyway. No, who the fuck lies on that? People who lie on their front. Crazy. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. How can you be that laid back? Alfie sleeps on his front. So, so suspicious. So suspicious. At 10, sleeps on his front. Weird. Really weird. Girls who sleep on their front, like, doesn't the, don't the boobs hurt? Exactly. And Anyways. doesn't your neck get a strain? A <laughs> strain. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've never gone for sponsorship. And that has, I, it has meant that it is totally up to us. Mm. I think if we had someone being like, you have to promote Sweaty Betty this month, quickly. Yeah, maybe you would have this incentive. Mm. But... What's nice is where we were slowly losing incentive um, because we were both preoccupied with other things and because we were only seeing each other for podcast. The break that we've taken and the things that we've reflected on um, have actually now given us a natural incentive, which is realizing, wait, we enjoy doing this together. Yeah. But also thinking about the topics. I think I always used to feel a huge amount of pressure given that it was such a new thing for us to do yeah. to talk about topics that were current and mm. um, everyone was talking about. And I actually... I don't have any interest in talking about those things. I mean, obviously, I could talk a little bit about Novak. Mm. Um, <laughs> I could talk a little bit about, what was the other thing that just happened that was really bad? Oh, the Golden Globes. Yeah. We could talk about that. You know, we could talk about these things. But I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, and also, if we now set the rule, which is that there's no pressure to talk about things that feel like topic topics... It's just us chatting. Just us chatting about what's going on in our lives. And and at the same time of t- taking back a bit of privacy with it not being fully on YouTube. Yeah. But giving a little bit more away about, I think when there's something recorded and you're saying it, it's like so much more exposing. Exactly, exactly. Because people... So for instance, we've never really talked about sex. Yeah. We've never talked about, you know, other things. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I was literally just about to say masturbation and then I felt sick. Oh so god! I was like, okay, no. But you know, like things like that. Exactly. Girly we can things. talk about things like that. We, we, we can pull that off. I just can't. I so I listened. I was just saying before we recorded that we were talking about a, a really really well known podcast where they talk about um, sex a little bit more, but in such a way that it's almost like they're talking about food or something that's just not sexual in the slightest and I was I was so amazed listening Mm -hmm. because I just can't imagine giving away information about my sex life I just can't imagine it well you sort of have I've never said how we have sex or like you know things (laughs) (laughs) people people having sex it's difficult because I feel like every time we talk about sex it makes it sound more and more likely that we've never actually Had had it 
um, because it just doesn't sound convincing. Yeah, I totally agree. Also, I mean, I know it sounds pretentious, but I kind of like the idea that by not being overly crude, it kind of, it makes sex a bit more special, Mm. you know? Special. A bit more special. (laughs) A bit more special. You don't like crudeness, do you? I don't like crudeness either. I've definitely got better. I think Mm. part of my aversion to crudeness and like toilet humour and like just grossness in general is because... I don't know, I was really insecure as a child and I just didn't want anyone to potentially view me as gross or weird. So I would just veer so far away from that type of topic or conversation or humour. But now I'm an <laughs> adult and I realise that, you know, it's some of the most attractive people are some of the filthiest people. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be like this black and white thing. So I'm trying to be a little bit more... Um, relaxed yeah but it's still difficult for me I remember when um Simon Amstel who I was friends with and not that I'm not friends with him anymore but I I I don't see him very much um he gave me a gift of a toilet brush that's horrifying and I was so I was I was your age I was so awkward about shitting yeah that I I just didn't know how to respond to him giving me this I think I would actually burst into tears (laughs) if somebody gave me that as a present to know that they think that of me that you shit it's just so insulting like how I didn't know how to respond could you how could you and he could tell that I was awkward about it and so I was like oh I feel like that's like that's that's a really wild gift to get someone yeah it is it's it's really that's like a test that's saying how are you going to respond to this? Which two other things that I think have made me better at being less afraid of being crude or whatever is um, having had a one night stand and getting pregnant and then very quickly after meeting him basically have to splay myself open and give birth. Yeah. That kind of takes all the uh, allure out of the equation in a relationship quite early on. Um, And you just go deeper, quicker. Yeah. Because you've seen everything. And then the other thing is we haven't had a working toilet for three months in our flat, which is criminal, mm. really. I, I, I wish I, I... I've threatened the estate agent, like, I'm going to call a lawyer, as if I have a lawyer. <laughs> like, I, what would I, I, I can't afford a lawyer. Should I get a lawyer? No. Well, I, it's, it's, an, it's, 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 a, it's probably they've done something wrong. I probably mm. could get a lawyer. But anyway, having to have to deal with the amount of shit that I've had to deal with in the last three months, I think that's made me less um, afraid of shit. Yeah. And I suppose, do you think that once you take away that layer of um, like embarrassment, is there something nice to be found in being able to joke like about <laughs> the crude stuff with your partner? Because that's what I'm that's what I still find mystifying. Like I'm in a very serious um open honest long-term relationship but I still there's still some things I try to keep like mysterious um and do you it's think like that there's couples something... who go on holiday and then they even if they've been together for ages they go down to the lobby to shit yeah exactly I think that that's taking it a step too far <laughs> obviously um like I'm not gonna hide you know people's natural functions and stuff like that but I'm just not gonna make a song and dance about it Pete my friend did tell me and it's horrified me ever since <laughs> she'd only been with her boyfriend for three months but they were already at the stage where when she was shitting he would sit by the toilet and hold her hand <laughs> that is I'm sorry that's Why? crazy that's some Why? crazy stuff because that's just how they are with each other. I mean, I think it's, there's oh something beautiful God. in that, right? Oh my but there's I, nothing beautiful in I that. I wanted to cry when she just told me that information. That's three months for her. That's three That's three months in. I'm two and a half years in, nowhere near that stage. Some people do shit like with the door open and stuff and they, they let that, they, they, the, like someone can clean their teeth as the other's shitting. That's amazing, That isn't is it? amazing. But it, it just, to me, it reminds me of that Sex and the City episode where Miranda is dating that guy who um, leaves the toilet door open. She thinks that she's a prude. She tries to wee with the door open. 
Um, and she thinks that she's making strides and then he shits with the door open. She slams <laughs> it in his face and dumps him. Because yeah. some people just got to have their own boundaries. Yes. So we're just telling our listeners, we're not going to shit with the door open for you, okay? <laughs> but we are going to be more open. We are going to be more yeah. open. I'm going to try. In a nice way, in a very ladylike way. Yeah, exactly. That? Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, I, I still really want you to watch And Just Like That, mm-hmm. please. I think that it would be interesting, but I also am very aware of how awful it is. It's just so fascinating. I don't understand why they got it made. Because um, there's been a Sex and the City revival um, in terms of interest because of the Even Sex after the, the dreadful accounts. films. Even after the dreadful films, I feel like the younger generation um, has found it. And that Sex and the City every outfit account on Instagram yeah. really, really sparked like a, a revisiting of the show. So that's why. It's because if you can get a whole new generation of people to spend money on it, of course, why wouldn't you? Yeah, true. Just, but sometimes I think about people like Sarah Jessica Parker and think they have enough money. Why do it? Mm. Is it for some kind of creative fulfillment, which you're not going to get with that script? Like, what's going on? Well, it, to be honest, it makes them seem more human. The mm. fact that they have revisited it, even though they didn't need to, and they have enough money, it shows that the only real reason why you would revisit that is because you want to. Yeah. And therefore, it makes you think, maybe they were having a nice time doing it. I mean, all of the backlash with the Kim Cattrall thing, not, you know, and her not doing it, and her making it really evident that she doesn't like yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker and the show. And yet the fact that they have still ploughed on and tried to do it and work Samantha's character into it somehow. I don't know. It's kind of endearing to know that Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis, they just wanted it back again. Maybe that was the best part of their lives. Yeah, true. And Kim Cattrall, and I only know this because of the kids and see them, they're watching uh, CBBC, the Horrible Histories movie, which we both auditioned for and didn't get. Mm. Um is actually really good annoyingly oh my god oh my god i just i just really good no i just remembered that fucking audition i think i refused to sing the song that they wanted me (laughs) to sing oh my god that's actually filling me with such embarrassment was it in person it was in person because that feels like yesterday i can't imagine going to an in-person audition now it was years ago but i think that they wanted me to sing like a silly song and i was too embarrassed so i didn't sing it you went up for the lead yeah (laughs) i definitely (laughs) didn't go up for the lead that's so embarrassing apparently she's like a massive she's doing really well really well now that lead thank you so much Jessica. no that but it just it shows how stupid the industry is mm-hmm. not that she's not great but it's like just because she's been great in one part why not give other people a chance to then oh anyway but um kim cattrall is in the horrible histories movie no yeah she plays a roman's son you know the boy who was in um submarine yeah he plays one of the lead guys in it and he, kim cattrall plays his mum Oh, wow. And actually, she's really good. And then I also saw a clip of her playing Hilary Duff older in the reboot of, well, the, 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 the thing of How I Met Your Father. Yes. Which yes. is apparently quite good. Yes, but How I Met Your Mother is just not my type of television show at all. No, so. but it, How I Met Your Father looks really good because it's from the female perspective. It's, it looks really good, annoyingly. Not that I... I, I just don't like things doing well. Mm, um, nor do I, nor do I. But yeah, so she's made interesting career choices. Yeah, Kim Cattrall really, really has. I feel like... Also, I read some of um, the comments that she made about not participating in the third Sex and the City movie, which is why it didn't happen. Um, and then obviously not doing And Just Like That. Because she just felt like... I've done everything that I can for this character. I want to leave it behind now and move on to new things. Yeah. So she's clearly somebody that truly has... Um, 
decided to move on with her life. And she obviously has a Brit connection because she's, you know, her, from Liverpool and she just seems a bit more real than the others. But Sarah Jessica Parker is brilliant in Divorce. Which yes, is, which is HBO such a thing, good show. Created by Sharon Horgan, really underrated, undersold. And I really, really like her. I mean, she does have the most amazing body for clothes. Yeah. Just in so many ways. So every episode, I'm just like, she's just being a clothes source, really. But she also acts brilliantly. Mm. Anyway, I was going to mention something else to Sexist. I don't know why I brought it up. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I just don't think that my... Um, I don't think that my uh, unhealthy attachment to the show is going to um, benefit from watching the reboot. It's too sad. I just don't want to ruin it for myself. And I know I should, and I know I eventually will, because there's so much stuff about it online. But the show is still so important to me. A pick-me-up in bad moments. I just don't want to ruin it. I just don't want to ruin it, you know? Okay. Um, And then, obviously, Chris and Arthur's got allegations of rape. I know. And all of them had to comment on it, saying, we do not, we support the women. Kim Cattrall didn't comment. But I just find that crushing. Like, I love Mr. Big. I don't personally love Mr. Big, but I love him in terms of the role that he provides the show with. He's definitely not, I mean, I'm I'm always going to be team Aiden. Always. No, Aiden is wet. I love wet. No! I love a big, soft, wet bear man. Like a carpenter who cries. No. Please. Oh, my God. Killing See, me softly. See, the thing is, you want a car... You need a carpenter who cries, but you want Mr. Big who fucks everyone. <laughs> I think that's just you, okay? I think that's just you. That's me. That's me. I like a nice, soft man who's very unthreatening. Her you ratio know? isn't soft. Yeah, but he has a softness to him. And he's very, very kind and like playful. Yeah, that's true. And boyish. And I just don't like men that are like, oh, look at me, I'm Mr. Macho Man. And then they don't really have anything to back it up. No, but whenever Alfie comes home and says that he almost got into a fight, I do kind of get so excited. Really? Yeah, because he so wouldn't ever have a fight. He's so gentle in loads of ways. But he does sometimes get himself into situations. Like he's told me a few times how he's been at gigs and something's happened and he could have also you know he could have almost got punched or punched somebody and I've I just always one day I, I do to, not believe that I'm sorry no no, no. He, doesn't, he, doesn't come, he doesn't come back and gloat he says me actual situations where he's got accidentally involved in something somebody's been drunk and and every time this kind of he starts that kind of chat I always really hope he ends it with and then I punched him I just really really want that to happen one day I think we do have quite different taste in men I don't know why I just, I have always gravitated towards the really sweet, uh, geeky, slash, gentle, boyish types, rather than anybody kind of outwardly rock and roll, I scream against the machine, I hate authority, look at me in my sexy leather jacket. That just never, ever done it for me, ever. But I think that I am so drawn to that because I am such a geek. Yes, exactly. So it's kind of, it's, I need someone to balance me out. Yeah, whereas I need somebody to balance me out because... You're uh, such a cool gal. I'm so cool, exactly. <laughs> I'm just so cool. Yeah, perfect. We worked it out. There we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You'll probably change as you get older though because I think I went for the, the really, really fucking geeky guy in my 20s um, and fantasised about that and having like, you know, even though I'm not into video games or computers or like, you know, weird indie music, I I wanted that, I thought that's who I would fit with. Yeah, I think that in terms of men, especially when you're younger and more insecure, the people that you look for 
um, are people that are going to fit the idea, the image that you have of yourself. And I think definitely when I was younger and a lot more insecure, I was trying to be a manic pixie dream girl type of person. So I thought that the guy that I should be with should be equally as sort of manic and eccentric and have all of these strange hobbies, like as if that would make me somehow more interesting and complete. But I actually dated a person like that and it doesn't work at all because you realise that this isn't a real um, interaction between human beings. This is just like an idea in your head. Mm. So, yeah, I mean... um, Well, I think that having been um, kind of thrust together with Alfie in a lot of ways, um, despite... Like, I think I, I do genuinely believe and I hold on to frequently the idea that we would have got together anyway mm-hmm. if I hadn't got pregnant. But that the point is we don't know what would have happened. And I think I have really benefited from not having... I've had certain choices taken away from me. Like, I didn't choose who, would have, who I'd have my first child with. I chose who I'd have my second, third and fourth with. But I didn't choose who I'd have my first with. And in those initial months of, of not knowing anything about Alfie and having to kind of like study his body on Facebook and think, what 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 feet are my kid gonna have and stuff like that. <laughs> um, didn't know he'd have quite shit feet. Um, yeah, he doesn't know, have pretty feet. No, pretty and feet. all of them have got his feet, you know, all of them. It's a strong gene, the feet. Mm. Is it a gene? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I think having that element of choice taken away from me and being like, right, this is what you have been given. Yeah. And you are going to, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been quite a good thing. I think I would have potted around a long time. Definitely. And I think that so many people, whilst it is obviously nice having the luxury to choose who the father of a first child is, like you said, that can actually cause problems. He wouldn't have chosen me. <laughs> <laughs> he would have, if he was told that year, say on January the 1st, because our anniversary is coming up, um, January 15th. If he was told on January 1st, 2014, that he, the mother of his child, that he didn't necessarily want, like he didn't, I don't think really want children, I don't know, but you know, he wasn't planning on it for a while, like was gonna be me. I think he would have been like, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because I've been thinking about that time so much more recently because I'm only two years away from how old you were. And for so many years, I, I thought 26, Jesse had a baby at 26 or 27 even, that's when you actually gave birth. It just felt really mature and old and far away to me. But now it's like, oh my God, I can't believe how young you were. Yeah. And the pressure that you must have been under and the fear, it just takes my breath away. Because, I mean, I obviously know that like to a certain extent you weren't ready for it and you know you had to prepare from that moment onwards. But I still feel like you had so many facilities in place that really enabled you to, you know, just take it in your stride and, and, and cope yeah, with everything amazingly. you guys. But I just, I think about myself now in two years' time, and I just know, I mean, at least from where I'm standing, I just don't think I would be ready even a little bit. And I can't tell if that's because I'm just more of a baby. I've infantilized myself more as the youngest of the family, or maybe I'm just like a less responsible person than you. But it just makes me respect you so much that you were that's able so to sweet. do that. Because... I just thought it was all so easy. I was just 16 no. and I was like, oh, my, my, my oldest sister's having a baby. No big deal. I've got like, sort of almost like a younger brother now. But but everyone is self-absorbed at, at any age. But 
like of course you can know you you were there you lived with us like you saw how it was difficult at points but I think I had no idea and when I see you know when people pop up on Instagram because right now every single person is having a baby it seems on my Instagram or getting engaged or getting engaged um yeah I sometimes stumble across accounts of 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 women who look so young with kids and obviously that's what I must have looked like too and I, I look at them and I think I just have such a huge amount of love for them because it all looks so rosy on Instagram. It all, that's all the best bits. But actually, the truth is having a baby is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just stigma both ways. Yeah. You're going to get judged if you're a young mother, but you're also going to get judged if you're an old mother. Like yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day of this woman who is 35 plus. I mean, she looked amazing, but she was just talking about the fact that there's so much pressure on women to have a baby before a certain age because of the health and because you're going to have more energy and because you could potentially damage the baby. And she's just saying, don't listen to any of that. When you're 35, you've lived a whole life, it's still hard, but ultimately you have so much to give this child. And it was a really nice mm. like oh, video. I see that. And al- almost all of the comments that I scrolled through were people saying, this is, this is so harmful information to pass on. You're an ignorant bitch. Like, it's so much harder to, ha- it's so much bad. <laughs> so much bad. So bad for a baby. Like, people were, you know, chiming in with all of their opinions about the fact that this is like a health risk and stuff. And it was like, Fuck you. That Rachel woman... Vice had a baby at 50. Exactly. But it just shows... Um, Cameron Diaz had a baby at over 50. It just shows that the second that a woman um, like makes herself vulnerable um, and shares her own individual experience and even tries to give a little bit of perspective or advice, even other women, but as a world, we feel the, the, the right to... to, to to sort of lambast her for yeah, it. Is that a there's word? no, there's no, I think that is a word. Very well done. Very well done. I've, well done. I've got a dictionary before. here. We can get it out. Um, I just thought that that was really shocking. Well, I think that it will become more and more common for the, for, for women to have babies 35 plus. And right, okay. There is no denying that physically it's harder as you get older. Because I, you know, I'm 34 now. I have found this pregnancy like, almost 100% harder than the others. Um, Donnie and Margot, very, very easy in my 20s. Very, very easy. 10, it was okay. It was, it was, it was easier than this one. Um, but in terms of how I, I, I sometimes think because my friends are finally having children, you know, their first and maybe their second at this age. And I, I think about how I would have been, say, if this was my first pregnancy, at 34 and I would be so fucking sorted I would be like in my element right now and I would I'm only hopefully gonna I I'm I'm nowhere near I want to be in my career you know and and yet I'm proud of where I've how much I've accomplished but I'm hoping to only do better yeah because that's what most people want to do better and better each year so if you think about how much better off you are having a baby older with a good career behind you, like have it older. Yeah, Great. Exactly. As long as you can. I mean, that's the other thing. I think a lot of women don't realize that it's not as easy to get pregnant as one might think. Once you get older. Once you get older, I think it tails off quite quickly. I think some women are just fucking lucky and they're really fertile. Yeah. But I think that for some women, it does tail off quite quickly. And all I would say if I was thinking now about, you know, actually I, I really want to do more in my career and I, I want to travel and I want to I want to do all of this stuff that you can't necessarily do with a baby. Um, I would just say go and see how, how many eggs you have or whatever. Freeze yeah. them. 
freeze them. Totally. There's no judgment. But like in Succession, we we, we read, we heard that you can only freeze for 10 years. Yeah. So Shiv's not planning to have a baby for a long time. Exactly. Still think about her every day. Yeah, she's a girl boss. She is a hashtag girl boss. (laughs) She truly, truly is. I just want to know who they're filming series for. I know, I know. I looked back on Sarah Snook's Instagram really, really far. And God, she's always seemed like such a barrel of laughs. Um, Um, But yeah, I think that you have nothing to worry about in terms of when and if you have a baby, like whatever age, you're going to be fine. The thing I'm really fortunate um, in having is the knowledge of how actually difficult it is to have a baby, but the joys that come with it. But sometimes I feel so guilty about that and enforcing that on you. Like whenever I'm complaining about it a lot, which I have done a lot in the last few months because it's been so difficult, um, I do think, oh, I'm ruining the allure for you. Like uh, the idea that it's blissful and easy. Yeah, but I mean, that goes hand in hand with the fact that you've given me an amazing gift, which is that I get to spend so much time with these kids. Like. They are, they're a blessing in my life. I have family that is just um, extended by you. So I'm very, very lucky to have them in my life. But the knowledge that I have now is knowing that you can't do something like take a big uh, trip or travel or um, do anything purely for yourself once you have brought a child into the world. Um, So I'm determined that in the years before I decide to have children, if I'm lucky enough to have children, I want to go traveling for sure because that's something that I've never really done and it's something that I really really want to do so I'm actually thinking about the next few years three four five years however long it is and I'm actually making decisions that I don't think I would if I didn't have the pressure of knowing how important having children and a family is to me but also how difficult it is so you've given me that gift you're gonna you're gonna be you're I'm gonna think about you when I'm at Machu Picchu I know (laughs) the idea of you being at Machu Picchu makes me like so terrified yeah I know I can't imagine you going traveling you have to you have to because I'm gonna do it I don't want you to at this point I have I actually had a nightmare about you going traveling I know it's so funny like you guys have such vivid stress dreams about me and I can't tell if it's because of that one time I got drunk when I was like 17 and I had to go to hospital but um, I feel like you've never truly forgiven me for that. No, it's just fear. It's fear that you, you know, it will be, you'll be like one of those horror stories. Mm. Well, you know, I'm going with Horatio, so yeah, it, it, I'll be, I'll be, you know, as safe as I can. Be. No, I and I, I and it's it's partly out of jealousy too because I, I wouldn't be able to do that for a long time. But like, that's that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I know. I'm traveling for both of us. Yeah, exactly. And we can't decide if um we should go backpacking or um that's the baby. That's the oh. baby. Oh no! So I, I think that that he's he's saying that we have to finish now, doesn't Just he? as I was talking about my fucking holiday no, again. No, keep talking about your holiday, baby. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, so you can't decide if you want. It's just because that sounds like I'm just leaving him to cry. He is. I think he's probably having his nappy change, yes. just in case you're worried. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like that. Mm. Um, we can't decide if we should go backpacking or if we should go on this train journey that starts in Paris and ends in like Singapore. Yeah, And you yeah, go yeah. through Moscow. Oh my God, but... do that. That's in this book I've got. I'll show you the, the drawing. It's really? beautiful. Yeah, it's a really beautiful drawing. Um, but it makes Have me... you watched Wild? No. You need to watch Wild with Reese with the Spoon. Because the fact is, when you are trying to take in a landscape in a different country... Do you want to do that by um, walking around and obviously being exhausted and dirty and having like a big backpack of your stuff or looking out of a window at it? That's what I can't decide because even though this train journey sounds amazing um, and it takes 21 days for the whole trip, to know that you're going to be 
sedentary on a train for so long for so much of it and looking out the window I can't decide if that is what I want to do but anyway it's really but you can get out it's you like can a get cruise. out no no, no. yeah no you, you yeah a you train cruise <laughs> it's a train cruise that shows how fucking uncultured <laughs> we are when it goes to this so it's like a cruise ship um you can obviously get to take stops but there are long stretches where you're on the train for days and um, I'm just okay, trying to decide no 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 but no, it's way no. cheaper it's way cheaper that's why yeah, that would be beautiful. And you could do a lot of reading. Yeah, but also my... Um, but then you won't be able to look out. My interrailing pass, it runs out once I turn 25. So I have to decide if maybe I want to go interrailing again as well um, before it gets really expensive. I don't, know, I don't know if it's 25 or 26. Anyway, there's so much to think about. So, um, yeah. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I have no inclination to do anything like that. And that shows that I'm incredibly small-minded. But I just don't have, I don't have that travel... What is it? The wanderlust. Travel bug. Wonderlust. Yeah, travel bug sounds it. like an illness, doesn't it? I don't have it. I don't have it. You might develop it. I don't think it's something that necessarily you have for the Does whole that of mean your I'm life. I'm such like a close-minded person. Not at all. I think it's something that takes you. You know that you're not going to travel right now because your responsibility is with your kids. But maybe in ten years' time, you might decide, hey, let's go on a road trip across America. You might just be struck mm, by it one day. Maybe once I've rearranged the furniture so successfully in this tiny flat. That I'm like, there's no more rearrangements I can possibly do. Yeah, then you'll be it's like... It's time for me to travel the let's, world. <laughs> let's rearrange the furniture in my brain. Exactly. There is something... There is... It's um, it's definitely shows I'm anxious when I start rearranging furniture. But mm-hmm. we have like done this big move. And now I... I feel like it's now a bug. I need to keep doing it. But I just can't imagine ever thinking, okay, I, I'm, I think it's just fear. I'm too scared to go away. Well, I'm too scared to do everything, but this year is about um, not letting my fear be the main voice that I listen to, you know? But how sad for people who couldn't go travelling and this was their time to go travelling. Exactly. I know so many people who had these big trips planned and now they've got into a job and, you know, rented a flat and now they can't leave. And I just, you know, I think the pandemic has shown all of us that you really can't predict what's going to be happening in six months' time or in a year's time. You don't know where you're going to be necessarily. And I think that while I'm still young and able and have the motivation to, I should follow these impulses that I know are going to be good for me. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop working. I'm basically saving up as much as I can and um, trying to work as hard as I can this year so that when I do go away, it will be for something. You yeah, know? that's nice. That's nice. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to push myself, be scared, be uncomfortable and um, not cry all the time. I yeah. feel like I just resort to tears like they are on the bottom shelf and I reach for them every single time and I'm just trying to stop that impulse you know yeah it is it is an impulse you can train I remember I used to cry a load more than I do now and I I, is it's like a muscle um it's like tears are the last resort yeah um obviously some people are like oh get it out get it out but I don't actually I've, I've let myself cry more this recently and after each crying bit like also do you have this this is really bad but so I think yesterday I cried was it yesterday two days ago I was crying I don't know why but I I thought okay well, I don't I don't want the kids to see obviously so I went into the bathroom to cry and I left the door slightly open just in the hope that Alfie would then come in yeah. and see that I'm crying yeah but we were having a fight so he wasn't like I don't think he was in a place to kind of like enjoy my tears yeah. you know but I still, I just, I was like, what the, what's the point in crying if no one's watching? Exactly. What, crying on my own 
Why? Why do that? Exactly. Exactly. I had a fight, a mini fight with Horatio because we were talking about names that we like. (laughs) And we were talking about like how outdated it is that, you know, women take men's names. But with kids, like, you know, where does it fall? Uh, And I said his surname is so disgusting that I would obviously never take it. (laughs) Um, But then we were trying to think of names that would fit with his surname. And I said, oh, Dusty. I like the name Dusty because my favourite musician is Dusty Springfield. And maybe the way that I said that, my favourite musician, it was funny and silly. He immediately said... (laughs) Give me six songs by Dusty Springfield. And he knows that under pressure I don't cope very well. And immediately I was like, all I want is you. Wishing, hoping, I I can't think of any. And then he kept pushing me for it. And it was so mean and he was just teasing me. But I I almost started crying. And then I was like, no, that's just too ridiculous. I can't cry over this. And he could see that in me. And then obviously he was apologizing and stuff. But it just, I was amazed by my, I was going to cry at him just like, teasing me yeah it's and very... I, I, I shouldn't do that anymore yeah. it's so childish instead what I do is I just stomp into my bathroom because obviously I live in a studio flat and there's nowhere I can go and I just fold my arms and sit on the side of the bath until he comes in to watch me cry which of course he never does yeah they're not good they don't deal well with crying so Aries, I just need to stop Aries reaching men. for it stay away from Aries men no basically but, like it made me feel so silly on reflection that I was going to cry over something so but it was just that's my gut instinct like yeah. reaction to everything it's yeah. like it's like um like a hedgehog showing all of its spikes because it doesn't want to be attacked and it wants to it's like my outward defense mechanism. Well, hopefully this year you go traveling and you stop crying. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being such a weepy mm. weepy woman. So we've had to cut quite a lot, I think, of this. Yeah. But it's been a good first attempt, audio yeah. only. Maybe maybe the sound levels will be bad or something. I know. Maybe, I mean, I'm worried. I'm worried. It's gonna. We should have done less long so we knew. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, okay. I mean, if it, if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay, well, hopefully you hear this. Yeah. And if you don't, you'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> um, Bibi's doing the editing on this. Like, yeah. She's all professional. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I, no, we're not even filming this. I said that into the camera as if it's there. <laughs> I'm sure I can find a clip from this yeah. that we can use. But anyway, let's wrap it up. Um, let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're looking forward to a new year of um, talking with each other, Having a nice time. Being less uh, proud and uh, afraid of testing ourselves mm-hmm. in certain ways, I think. Like, I definitely want to be less deluded about my own abilities and be more realistic about what we actually are doing with our lives and not to have too bigger... Not, not to say... I, w- I want to be able to dream more this year and hope more, but I also want to have a reality check every, every like, not that I don't do that, but I just, I really want to remember that it's just fucking, it's just what it is. Exactly. And to remember and be grateful for yeah. how lucky we are just to even be able to do this. Yeah. That we have the kind of relationship where we can do this. Exactly. Because that Alfie think... can set up a microphone for us. Yeah. You know? I set this microphone up. I think he did a lot of that, BB. I'm sorry. He switched one thing. I did the rest of this. You didn't know what a gauge was. Again. Yeah. Again. Excuse <laughs> me. I was the one to set this up. Okay, cool. I downloaded Very all good. of this. Very good. And we didn't knock the table too much. No, not too much at all. But yeah. And we're both in colourful jumpers, which you're not going to see. Yeah. But hopefully it's uh, a really good year for both of us. Yeah. And if it's not, who gives a shit? 2023, here we come. (laughs) We hope that you have a nice uh, Christmas and New Year. Have. Had is the crucial word. We hope that you had it. Yeah. 
I need a wee so badly. Okay, we'll end it now. Okay, um, okay cool. See you soon. We don't See know when. Soon. See you soon. We don't know a day yet. We're yeah. going to have a new podcast day. I think that we're just going to keep it loosey-goosey. Keep we're it loosey-goosey. Gonna, we're going to put it out whenever we want it. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you super little bitch. But listen anyway. <laughs> she doesn't mean that. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.